Champagne Soccer, the best podcast dedicated to the flows, the winning, you know, the champagne spilling, the celebration, the flashy lifestyle of the beautiful game. Right now, I'm here with Ephraim and Anthony. What's going on, guys? Yo, yo, not much. What it do? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Ah, man, feeling good, feeling good. Uh, You guys should be feeling good as well. You guys, uh, your teams played, you know, at Wembley in the semifinal. Uh, Man City won 3-0 against Sheffield United. Brighton took United to penalties, and United ended up winning 7-6. Anthony, since your team played first and y'all cruised, man, let me know what that FA Cup means to you, man, because I've seen De Bruyne is saying he wants another one. He's only won one in his career. Obviously, you guys are going for the trouble. What do you think about the performance the team had and the prospect of winning the uh, FA Cup potentially? Uh, we were dominant in our uh, game against, who was it, Sheffield Thursday. Um, they did well. United. Um, Okay, yeah, that team, Sheffield United, they did very well. Um, sorry, Dan, let me stand up real quick. I have a treble loading in my air fryer. I gotta go press pause real quick. Um, psych, nah. Wow. But- yeah, Marcus, he's cooking, <laughs> his, he's cooking his dreams. That's what it sounds like. You're cooking up your dreams. <laughs> nah, man, hey. This FA Cup, we getting it. Once Kevin said he wants one, I was like, yeah, this is certified. Let's check that box off. United should have just folded against Brighton, in my opinion. Um, they they weren't the better team. But I'm going to stick to my team. That's in, that's in the bag. Uh, Premier League, we're going to see what's up tomorrow with Arsenal. Um, y'all showing that y'all don't have hearts of champions, all these draws that's happening. So, Marcus, you can – you may be able to give uh, Dan some counseling on how, how it feels to end up second after a tough season. And then, you know, if Jamar was on here, I would show respect to Real Madrid. Um, but we still yeah, you better show respect to Real Madrid after last year. We still going to move on. Champions I don't League. care. After last year, yeah, we still going to move you on. You know what man. happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forget, but we still going to move on. Yeah, we're going to actually move on so much past me speaking right now. Hey man, that man said counseling, bro. Hey, we won league next year though. Yeah, and you, Marcus. The good thing you bring that up because a big reason why y'all won the league is because a guy that maybe you don't rate too much, he retired. They didn't replace him, and that city backline was looking weak. And then that next summer, they had to sign Ruben Diaz and lock shit back up. But yeah, Vincent Company leaving. That was the only hey they had. It- it was another factor to that too. O Ultimi, uh, or however the hell you say his name, he was geek. World Cup winner Odomendi. Yeah, Odomendi was geek that season, bro. He was he was out here tricking like how uh Maguire been doing lately. Yeah, man, it's funny. <laughs> but I want to ask. I, go I think ahead. Company made him look better. That's 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 how I feel. I, I, yeah, he was fine. I, I don't think he was like geeking that season i think he was like you know it's kind of when we talked about vintage and ferdinand right like ferdinand he, he he's all right he good but vintage was the dude and made him look way better that's how i kind of how i feel about company and uh otamendi no but after company left 
ultimately oh, oh, okay. stay one that 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 next year. Gotcha. Then okay. that's I when they that's when they was like, oh yeah, I, I gotta go get Ruben Diaz. Okay, and I see what you mean. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I think when we played them that second time, uh, they main guy was injured. I, he, uh, and who was y'all main starter when uh company left? I think it was, was Otamendi. It was Laporte, and I think Laporte, yeah, like Laporte and Stones are Otamendi. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think it was rotating between Stones and Laporte because Stones and then Stones, Stones was supposed hurt. to be the prodigy. Otamendi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stones was supposed to be the prodigy. He was like up and down, hurting stuff, and not looking too good in, in his play. But never mind. So it's just, yeah, yeah. All, all due respect, but Otamendi was some was some. Trash man. Yeah, he still stinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's still huff. But uh, Ephraim, David De Gea saved you guys. Could have lost two three nil. Also, the guy you guys call Spider. I never heard of a backup having a cool nickname like that. Aaron <laughs> Juan Basaka put the clamps on Matoma. How did you feel about that nil nil match? Very tactical showdown, going to penalties and pulling out the result. Let me go back to something Anthony said earlier. And I, yeah, we didn't look like the best, better team. I give you that. At the same time, we've watched soccer uh, long enough to know all you need is like a chance or two. That's it. So it, you don't have to be the better team in the day to 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 pull out the result. So I give you that. At the same time, you know, yeah, it looked if you know it, it was a little. I give Brighton credit. Uh, they, they was you know they tried to pull that tactic of holding on, you know, putting their foot on the ball, trying to pull in the pulling the press. It worked a couple times, but I think like the 60th, 50th, something, 60th minute, I think we made an adjustment, stopped pressing so high, uh, and they started turning the ball over, especially when we made a um, – uh, when Fred came in. I know we don't rate Fred that much, but, hey, Fred to give you some energy and nothing else. So um, once Fred came in and they did a different type of press that Erickson couldn't do, it changed up the game a little bit as far as like how they looked. Their possession wasn't as crisp as it was in the first half. Aaron Wamasaka, like you said, did a pretty good job on on uh on the winger. What's his name? Matoni. Matoni. Um, did a pretty decent job on him. Shut him down for the most part. I think Marcus had pointed out, like when he cut inside, that's when he looked a, little, a lot more dangerous. Um, but that really wasn't Wamb- on Wamasaka at that point. That was more on like you know the, the other defenders trying to, to step up and, and it do was Shaw. It was Shaw. Well, Shaw was on the left, so I think it was more of Lindelof uh, for the most part. But I but but Shaw yeah but but the way they play defense sometimes yeah the left the left center back and the right center back can move a little bit f- uh, farther over uh, and Shaw will be more in the center and and Lindelof will be further to the right like a like a right back because uh, you know we playing that style like how having the the fullbacks going to the midfield and invert more than anything else and be another midfielder so sometimes that does Iwan Basaka a little kind of out of position sometimes. Um, t- to have Lindelof or Shaw kind of cover for him, but um, but to to you know to Anthony's point, yeah, they did look better. Uh, De Gea stepped up because he had a horrible uh, you know, Europa League which we bowed out of three nil to uh Sevilla. Fine, cool, it is what it is. But um, he stepped up. He looked better in this match. Um, took it to penalties. Probably could have got us a goal as well. Uh, there was a couple chances we had, but um. You know, on the city on June third, and uh, you know, look, who knows what it might be? It could be a one nil win for somebody, or it could be a 
three, four nil win for City or something. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, who knows what United will show up in that point. Uh, hopefully we can get Varon back. Um, obviously, Martinez is out for the rest of the season. Um, we may get Garnacho back. I'm hearing some rumors he may be uh he may get fit for uh, for the last little run down here in the in, in the league. So yeah, man. I'm 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 optimistic about top four versus anything else. So all right, that's keep, a bit. Keep dropping them points, man. That's what we need around here. <laughs> yeah, sure. You need Tottenham and them to drop points. That's what you need. Bro, they got video game numbers put on them. I'm not worried about them. <laughs> I hear you. Ain't nobody, obviously nobody's worried about them. For sure. Well, speaking of a guy that's putting up video game numbers, Erlen Holland's been doing his thing. Uh, before we started the pod, Ephraim and I were talking about Wayne Rooney's interview. You know, or sorry, his article he wrote for The Times, you know, publication based in the uk one of their biggest newspapers and ephraim can you let people know how your big homie wayne is thinking about the striker from man city that's killing the game right now yeah for sure uh so wayne rooney wrote that article as dan said um basically the gist of it is he's waxing lyrical about uh Holland and this being his time basically like he, he's now the face of of football world football for the most part you know um how his partnership with uh Kevin De Bruyne has become so essential you know he 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 talked about you know I'm paraphrasing when I say this but he talked about how uh he notices you know if the camera focuses on them off uh, off play uh you can see always see Kevin De Bruyne and uh Erlen Holland talking to each other and which, which to him, uh, says something about how they've developed a relationship on the training pitch before they get to a match, um, and so how that's growing and continuing to to bud as a as a partnership. Um, he also talked about uh, how Arsenal, which I kind of disagree with, but Arsenal needs to not focus necessarily on Holland, but more focus on the weaknesses which let's be honest there aren't a crazy ton of them but there are some weaknesses with uh Manchester City's defense so like hitting them on the counterattack you know um you know trying to get in behind you know let's be honest their 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 uh back line isn't the fastest back line but you know they are pretty solid obviously um so things like that that's kind of the gist of the article and just talking about how how if Arteta is going to uh beat uh Pep you know, just to focus more on attacking, trying to play their game versus falling under, you know, falling for, you know, sitting back and uh, parking the bus essentially and and letting Man City tear them apart for the most part. So that's kind of where the article went. Now, Anthony, as you guys all remember, they've changed when they give out the Ballon d'Or. So it used to be a yearly thing more so for the calendar year now it's more so for the season so i think that kind of neutralizes guys that used to win the ballon d'or just for balling in a euros or a world cup or the one time they gave it to messi for balling in copa america so anthony is your brother howling the favorite in the ballon d'or in your eyes or is it still messi or is it someone else uh howling has to get the the treble for him to get it 
I think Messi's the favorite. I feel like uh whatever uh ticket he paid for all them penalties in the World Cup and him to get that get that uh uh Sultan robe put on him. Hey man. I think a Ballon d'Or comes okay. with it, man. <laughs> and uh, so until Holland wins the treble, if he gets the treble this year, or maybe just a CL, if it's just a CL, he'll probably get it. But other than that, man, I don't think – I think it's Messi's, honestly. True, yeah, I feel, I feel you on that. So you don't think the Champions League debacle will hurt them? It does look like they'll, they'll win league on. They're currently um they have seventy five points, thirty two matches played. Marseille is second with sixty seven, so they're gonna win the league. You think that'll be enough? He has been playing well in the league as well. Messi has fifteen goals and fifteen assists, so think that'll be enough combined with the World Cup to hold on. Yeah, man, and I think yeah, I think that's enough. Marcus, you agree? Do you think uh Messi? Is gonna hold on to this Ballon d'Or unless Holland wins a treble or at least the Champions League. Well, to answer that first, um, I I agree with that. Uh, if they don't win the Champions League, Messi winning that because this is kind of the Messi and Ronaldo award since Ronaldo is in Saudi. This is the Messi award now. So unless he like just I think. Like just go out here and stink it up for the remaining games, and PSG don't win the league. That's that would be the only way, I think. Like hands down, we could say Holland, but we know how they vote on that. And um, to address like the the um, Wayne Rooney comment, uh, I did want to say one thing. I don't think Arsenal should be focusing on uh, their attack if what I heard that Saliba is out. I think we need to make sure we solidified in the back with Rob Holden. So um, I I do think that Arsenal got the best team because they kind of similar set up to Liverpool in a sense. They got fast wingers. They got a, a striker that can get behind the guys. Uh, I mean, they got workers in the midfield. So like that, those aspects usually do give problems to City. But um. Holland time is right now. Um, it's kind of funny. After the World Cup, I would have thought uh Mbappe, like his journey trying to like him like trying to overcome missing, like them not winning the shit would have been like more of a story. But it seemed like Holland, like not even participated in the World Cup for real, for real, is like actually getting respected. What do you think about that though? Yeah, the time off definitely gave him more rest, more time to reflect. I mean. Mbappe had to go through heartache and then had to go back to a club where they were going to give a <laughs> a guard of honor to the person that beat him, who's also his teammate. So that was a weird adjustment. Um, I think you're right. Uh, the World Cup affected a lot of teams and players around the world, even guys that didn't go. But I think it did help Holland and it gave Pep the time to refresh his tactics because now the 3-2-4-1 is the default setup. And of course, there's always alterations to it. Still 4-3-3, certain aspects, they defend in a 4-4-2. But yeah, that new system is getting the best out of the team. And we can talk about this preview right now because we record on Tuesdays, but the episode comes out on Wednesday. So the episode will be out a few hours before the game starts, which will be of what? 
three o'clock Eastern time on Peacock. So for you guys that live in the U.S. So um, with that match, I've seen Nathan Aki won't be able to play, but City has a lot of options. But he's been, you know, Mr. Pivotal, as Anthony said, he's been a lockdown guy at left back, left center back. So it'll be interesting to see where Pep goes in that direction. But outside of that, I think you will see the typical City starting lineup while on Arsenal's side, Saliba continues to be hurt. Looks like Granite Shaka might not play also, so that's concerning. But even with that, um, I've seen Rob Holden been treated like a scapegoat for a lot of errors that's happened, but uh, Aaron Ramsdale gave up a goal the first minute of a match. Partey's been terrible, so it's not just to put it on the backup guys and all that. It's our key players have stunk. Saka missing penalties, looking like a ghost at some moments. Great job for them to come back and, you know, tie 3-3 on the weekend. But, you know, another shitty result. But, yeah, I think this one is going to be a walkthrough for City. I think it'll be like a 2-0, 3-0. I think they're just going to chill. I don't think they're going to even go past third gear. What about you guys? What do you think the result will be tomorrow in this pivotal match? I kind of think it's going to be the same as the last time, 3-1 or something like that, maybe 3-2. It was 3-1 last time in the league. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's going to be something along those lines. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think I just think City might be a little too strong for your back line. That's, that's it. And like you said, not to necessarily drop everything on holding, holding and, and – Saying he's gonna be make, making a bunch of mistakes, but I just think without Saliba back there, or Saliba, excuse me, back there, um, you guys are just a little more vulnerable in the back. Uh, and I don't know. I I just like like I'm looking at you know I hear what Marcus said about uh, your wingers being better, and I, and I agree. I think your wingers are sometimes a little more lively and uh, can be you know more some dangerous sometimes, but. I'm looking also at, at, at like Jack Graylish and and I talked a lot of trash about him early in the season on that dude Gucci Graylish and uh you know saying he looked a little bit lost last season but you got to admit this dude has been playing balling this year so um he's dangerous uh Riyad Mahrez can be can be dangerous as well if you're coming off of the other side and especially if you you know or if you put up uh uh Silva uh, Bernardo over there on the left, on the right I should say um that could be dangerous too so I don't know. I, I and you obviously their midfield is pro, is is stronger. Um, you know, with Kevin De Bruyne obviously and Ra, and Rodri. Uh with your man Partey not really looking as solid as he was in the earlier part of the season. I don't this is kind of scary for for Arsenal. So I I just think City is just going to be a little too strong for you guys uh come tomorrow. What do you got Anthony? Man, you better pray Holland doesn't get a hat trick. That's all I'm gonna say. Three three zero four zero four one. That's it. We're 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 bearing down the hatches. We're showing that we can score and have a good defense. Like four one, if anything. Marcus, what you going with? Score. I'm gonna go with the upset. Uh, three two. 
Hey, awesome. man. You know he likes to overthink in this time period. Hopefully, in, in your in your favor, you should hope it happens in the league and not in the Champions League. Yeah, it's true. Because Real Madrid is definitely making sure they lose in the league. They lost today to Girona 4-2. A boy named Valentin Castellanos dropped four on their head top. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Real Madrid is definitely making sure they play ugly in the league to lock in in the Champions League. Clay, this what's going on, man. Uh, what do you got in this? Uh, what's your prediction for this City Arsenal match? So earlier, I was watching the Premier League stories or like the Premier League pregame joint from Peacock, and everybody was all saying the same thing. And it'll be nice to see Arsenal actually win this. You know, honestly, if they could get away with the one nil or two nil win, I think it'll be big for them. But most likely I see City winning only because they have the experience and the depth in players to play in the game. So, you know, if De Bruyne is having a bad day, you know, he could definitely go ahead and sit and they could bring somebody else on and keep that same level. But like I said, it'll be nice to see Arsenal win, man, hoping they could get a 2-0 win. Um, I'm trying to get Pep out of England, so go Arsenal. I mean, even if they lose, he ain't leaving England, bro. <laughs> Hey man, got to push the agenda one way or another. You never know. That's the thing. See, I see, I see a perspective, Claytis. Because let's theoretically play this out. Say Pep and City lose in the Champions League, they lose the Premier League. If Ancelotti and Real Madrid win the Champions League again, he's staying. Brazil needs a coach. Pep was good. I know you know a little Portuguese. You never know. That's a sick scenario, though. <laughs> That's the only way I could see him leaving. That's a very sick scenario. Yeah. Is it a heist? I mean, you know. Just let him stay in New York, man. Nah, let him go coach Endrick, man. No. He did his mind right. No, just, just, just do the New York thing. <laughs> Speaking of New York, Claytis, your boy, the UEFA president, he's talking about Hey, potentially after the last Champions League final, which is scheduled, I believe, in Munich 2025, after that's settled, they're open to playing the Champions League in places like the United States. Claytis, do you think the fans in Europe will rock for that? And do you even think that this is possible for the Champions League to be played outside of Europe? Honestly, I don't think most Europeans are open to it. I don't even me myself, you know, I just feel like let's just keep it over there. Um, but again, it'll be nice to have that Champions League in America. But I think the main reason which we all know is just to promote the World Cup as much as possible. Um, so if that means hosting a Champions League final game in America and just, you know, ramp up that promotion and get people to come over a little bit faster than they could have, I think they're going to go ahead and take advantage of it. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, again, UEFA is in it for the money, so they're definitely going to make that that money if they come to the state side. I mean, can you imagine the ticket prices for for the the final in New York City or Dallas? You know where they you know where that stadium can hold up to a hundred thousand people, or any pretty much anywhere in, in, in a big stadium in the U.S. Can you imagine? How much that money that will generate for for UEFA? 
And what he what's also interesting is how he said, uh, he said what shocked me was actually that our Euro or the 2020 finals, our European national national team finals was watched by more people in the U.S. than the NBA finals. And what shocked me is that 30 matches of the Euros, every match viewership was a Super Bowl, Bowl viewership. So I think we are doing well. So <laughs> to Clay, this is point. It's all about that dollar. See, that's uh, I I hear that and. Hey man, that is uh that's nice that he picked 2020, the year of the bubble, and when people like Phil Jackson said all the slogans turned him off to the sport. <laughs> that was the least watched finals in a long time. So yeah, it's interesting he decided to pick that one compared to Euro, which was played the following summer and had more eyes on it. But nah, I do you gotta lie, you gotta lie like that to cook up. Yeah. And then he also said, uh, and to, to the point I made, he also said that Americans are willing to pay this amount, and I, I don't know what gesture he made, but for the best and nothing for the less. So they will follow European football as basketball lovers in Europe follow the NBA. So he knows. They they know. You dig it, but hey, there's never going to be an NBA Finals game outside of America. Well, never say never, but we haven't even mm-hmm. heard of that conversation. Right, exactly. The difference and Anthony, I think this is a continued war between UEFA and FIFA because mm-hmm. the FIFA, the World Cup is played all over the world while the Champions League is just played in Europe. So for the Champions League to increase their revenue, if they took it on a tour and played it around the world, it definitely could get more money, more eyes. Do you personally want to see a Champions League match? Like, hey, man, hey, guys. Man City's about to play Ajax in Dallas. You going to that? Uh, I mean, I want to see a Champions League match, but I want to see it in Europe, honestly. Um, But if it comes over here, I would definitely want to go. Um, I don't know if they... <laughs> they, can, they shouldn't expect the same type of hypeness. Uh, maybe, maybe, but I don't know, man. I think... They should keep that in Europe, for real. It's going to be nasty, man. This is going to be like when they had Stephen A. talking about MMA. He didn't know what he was doing. Let me tell you something (laughs) about this brother, Erlen Holland. I heard he scored 58 goals. Hey, I don't want to hear that. Oh, my God. Hey, real quick, Anthony, before you go again, I I just want to make sure, like, I think, to be clear, I think he was only talking about the final, not not any, like, group match or or knockout match. I think he's specifically talking about the final because they don't have a destination. Oh yeah, I bet that's final. If they play the final in America, that's a spit in the face of your that's crazy. I, I would go to I can't even say if what I, I was about to say some treasonous type stuff. That's crazy if they play the final in America. They should just chill. The only equivalent I can think of uh I don't know if you guys will remember a few years ago they had the Copa Libertadores final. The second leg was played in Madrid because the fans were going crazy they were shooting rockets and flares at buses causing yeah, it was too violent yeah so they had to move in and play the second leg and um and madrid it was between you know the biggest rivalry in south america uh boca juniors and river plates so that's an example that it happened but yeah it was because of <laughs> uh you know safety issues yeah if they move it, a final in America would 
that's taking away the heart from the fans who've been waiting their whole lives to see their team make it to the final. You know, yeah. what <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> just to, just for some money over here, for some ungrateful Yeah. All of us. Oh, <laughs> I'm man. not saying yeah. it's and I'm not saying it's right either, though, Anthony. All I'm saying is yes, absolutely. That's what they would do. <laughs> because like you just said, for money, <laughs> the the ticket prices would be astronomical because they know the market has grown over here. It's been humongous with the with the advent. And we talked about this before, uh, like when I lead up to the World Cup, with the advent of streaming and you know watching shit online and or whatever. You know, you can always there's always access to soccer, worldwide soccer, no matter what. So, yeah, while I feel you on the on the you know the traditional uh, aspect of of keeping the final in Europe or any matches in Europe by that for that matter uh they're looking at dollar signs you know he said it in the thing Americans are willing to pay whatever <laughs> to see this so yeah it, it will be big and regardless i get it it's a european final but we are we are willing to pay that money for that shit it's crazy just put it on Apple TV. Call it a day. We can all watch it. Hey, man. So nobody can watch it. Hey, man. Shout out to the people <laughs> in Europe, though. I've been seeing them say that they like the American uh, Paramount broadcast of, you know, Kate Abdo, Henri, Micah Richards, and Carragher. They seem to really like that studio show and wish they had that sauce in the UK. But, um, Speaking about things being about the money, man, I'm killing it with the segues today. I don't even know if y'all noticed, man. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) EA Sports and La Liga have announced their five-year partnership worth about 30 million euros a year. Um, It could be as much as 60 million euros uh, once other things are included. They will replace Santadar and Smart Bank as the brand titles of the first and second division of Spain. As you guys know, this is nothing new. Liga is, you know, the Uber Eats Liga or whatever. We used to have the Barclays Premier League. This is a type of thing going on to, you know, try to get more revenue. What do you guys think about this collab? And does this mean La Liga is going to have, you know, more, uh, I guess, specialized things in the EA Sports upcoming game? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Spain is just um, just two things looking at it. I feel like they're trying to stay relevant. And, you know, signing with, you know, EA Sports is something that's going to benefit them in the long run. Because I know um, when uh, Player Evolution, like, came out recently, I know, like, there was, like, some contract issues with some of the Barca players being on the game. So, I feel like those are stuff that they kind of notice and they don't want to miss out on it, you know, be irrelevant, be on the games, you know, make as much money as possible. And then another part of it is also like in the past couple of years, especially with the whole, you know, um, Messi versus Cristiano saga, you know, Barca and Madrid being at the height of it all playing Champions League, generating so much money for the league. You know, uh, Classical was so big, like, even when it came to, to like, L.A. and Miami, like, those things sold out within a matter of hours. So, you know, they definitely lost that revenue. So they're trying to partner and see where they're able to generate that money from. 
Because to be quite honest, if they can't generate that, then, you know, the league's going to be in trouble. Um, they're going to have issues with broadcasting rights, being able to compete with Premier League teams um, and so forth. So hopefully it works out for them because the, the league needs to be stable and financially stable. Um, I'm not 100% sure if, you know, EA Sports or whatever sports is the way they should go about it. But hopefully you know, the, the league is able to stay stay afloat and still gain some revenue. Anthony, are you copping EA Sports 24 with Pedri and Gavi on the cover? Ew, why are you? Ew. EAFC. Ew. I think it hey, is. Man. That's nasty. Um, That's neat. Now, nah, they better they better have Benzema with the juju wrist on that joint. For real, I'll I'll get that. Yeah, come on, man. I'll get that edition. That'll be the ultimate edition. It'll be gold with him holding his trophy. Trust me. Um, I honestly think they're gearing up for Messi to come back to Barcelona. I think they're they're gonna cash in on that and hoping that uh, knowing knowing that game, a lot of a lot of special Messi cards for Ultimate Team if they still have it next year. So. Ephraim, are you digging this collab? I mean, yeah, no. I mean, some of these teams need it, right? Like, we all know Barcelona's been selling off babies and stuff to make money. Uh, so we <laughs> need, they need they need the money. I mean, uh, look at Valencia. I think Valencia's having some issues as well with, with their finances. Yeah, man. Um, right. Uh, you got teams like Sevilla who, you know, obviously they're, they, they're doing okay with the with the Euro, Europa League, but, you know, they're, they're what? pretty low in the, the league also so you got these teams that are known for you know being i guess quote-unquote bigger teams in, in la liga who are struggling at this moment and to clay this's point i think he's absolutely right like you you had that the biggest rivalry as far as player to player uh that that elevated what was already a big uh uh derby with when it came to uh, uh el clasico um but that's not I mean, it's still exciting, but let's be honest, it's not Ronaldo Messi exciting, right? Um, and even with Messi coming back, let's not the same. I mean, Messi's having a great year this year. Let's be let to, to be to be fair. At the same time, as you know, where's the Ronaldo in this, right? So Mbappe's I, coming next year, man. Hey, hey, bring it. Let's go. I, I love it. I, if he comes to Real Madrid, oof, good lord. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of see the relevance in this, and I, I think it'd be a good move for La Liga in a way, um, you know, like into your point earlier, right? That we, we've seen the story before. So it's not like leagues haven't uh, named themselves after sponsorships either. So we, we know that's a thing. It's been a thing. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, you know, it does something for La Liga, uh, brings their revenue up, makes them a little more relevant, you know, especially in the video game um uh, world, you know, maybe it'll be some exclusive stuff, and you know, the you know, Cap New will probably be back in the game, maybe because of this, you know, stuff like that that people have been missing. So we'll see. I'm wait, I'm waiting to see you on this one for sure. Hey, Marcus, can we get a the new version of NFL Game Day, but instead of using Madden, we call it uh, EA Sports Match Play, and you know, people playing FIFA to you know show down tactics and break down games. Hey man, we might have to go ahead and uh get our inside EA insider. Go ahead and see if we can pitch that. 
You know what I mean? Sure. But to touch that topic, um, I think I'm hoping that on the low, this might be the end of Paz. I y'all didn't address it, but this might be the end of Paz. Paz had the the contract with that league. And if anybody remember, Iniesta was on the cover last. Messi was on the cover. You had the real stadiums for that league, for Barca. We had the uh, White House. And we had monkey made-up shit on FIFA for the Italian league. Um, I don't even remember. It was no Juventus. It was some, some something. We had no Roma. E, do you remember what they were called? I'm trying to remember. That's funny you say that. It was, I'm it was like P- Piedmont Calico or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's Piedmont it. Yep, that's Piedmont it. Piedmont Calico. <laughs> for, yep. For yep. I don't know so, I remember that. <laughs> so hopefully I would say like with this addition of La Liga, we won't see that. Like we will get the real faces also. Um, but also it might be a move because they have another game coming out that Ronaldo is involved with called uh, v- VFL. And that's kind of more ultimate team. And you're going to be able to pick up guys like your favorite guys. And it's a lot of like a lot of stars signing with that. So, I mean, it's a bidding war with that. It's it seeming like people, the players kind of having more of a say because EA made three billion dollars off ultimate team. So that we, we, we should know why, why La Liga went to them, bro. That, that, that they run, they made that off one game. So that is, it's money coming in. For sure. And y'all know, man, money makes everything go around. Even though we like to think winning is the real reason why all these things happen, a lot of times it's the money. And let's transition. And since, you know, Cletus is here, let's give him a little, you know, anxiety, you know. After losing your boy Tutra at Chelsea, you bring grandpa, that doesn't work bad. That doesn't work out. You bring back Frank Lampard. That doesn't really work, but he's going to stay until the end of the season. Now it looks like Mauricio Pochettino is going to be the next Chelsea manager starting in June. Cletus, how you feeling? Is this what you wanted? Yeah. You know, some individuals wanted to point out that I wanted to potch in, and I still want to potch in, even though this was something I might have considered you know eight months ago but standing right now I will most likely yeah I will most likely like you know have the return the third coming of Jose I'm saying it again the third coming of Jose is what this squad needs we need discipline we need structure um we need proper dryness football in a sense but also attacking um and we also need like somebody to be on these niggas' ass and be like, bro, you're just not good enough to play here. Like, you gotta go. Cause I feel like right now we have a lot of individuals in the squad who are just not, you know, quality quality Chelsea level players, but they're gonna be on the squad because they've been signed to big contracts or whatever the case may be. So I think Jose is gonna be the right guy to kind of cut the squad down, maybe bring in the few experienced players here and there and then. You know, after the two, three years, you know, we'll let him leave and we can rebuild again. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, Parch, I feel like like Parch has been, you know, he's cool, but he hasn't really won much. He's been out of the game for quite a while now, so. In a year, man. Yeah, and a lot lot happens in a year in football. 
Hey man, he's been watching. Yeah. Look at Rudy, my man is writing articles and coaching. You don't think Pochettino was hustling on his side doing you know, his film? Yeah, 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 yeah. At the same time, Rooney's players are getting arrested in, in Europe. Over hey, the man, hey, <laughs> what does that have to do with him, man? They're all adults. He won three one this week. Yeah, I, I was I was in a club and I seen that. And I was I said, Wow, where were you at again? A club and you saw <laughs> in a club. Hey man, I dig it. I hear you. Ephraim, does Poch put fear in your heart? Uh, I wouldn't say fear, but as I said in the chat, I actually think this might be a decent move for them. Uh, and while he may not command the respect that somebody like Mourinho will, will command, I think what he can do, though, is with a summer and a lack of Europe uh, and only having to focus on domestic uh, results, uh, I think that it can bode well for Chelsea I think also he's gonna like look he's not gonna have that command the same respect that that somebody like like I said Mourinho is gonna uh, bring but he's gonna command some kind of respect he has won a league with the team he's been a coach of a couple a couple I say this with a grain of salt especially when it comes to Tottenham but a couple of big teams um so he's gonna have some kind of respect that come in, in the dressing room um and I also think part of it, it it will bewilder me for somebody like him to come in and have like no say, not saying he's going to be like, get every single player that I want that fits my, this, that, and the other, but I, I think he's going to have a say in who, who gets, who gets picked up, who gets sold, who gets uh, bought, who the rotation of the squad. I think that he's going to have a big influence on that. So at the end of the day, I do think this is going to go well for Chelsea in the long run. And to Claytis' point about 2026, yeah, 2026, here we go. I think that, that might work for them. I dig it. I dig it. Anthony, Poch, is, are you excited by this as a guy that you can beat up on, or do you think he can build a formidable team with Chelsea? Uh, I'm with Claytis. Chelsea's going after the wrong manager that can help them uh, out, out of that whole uh, – I don't think Potch knows how to run a daycare. He barely made it by Tottenham, and he only won at PSG because that's PSG. But the Tottenham daycare was rocking with him. Harry Kane, Deli Alley, you know, he was rocking with those kids for a while. That wasn't like, that wasn't a daycare. That was like the Bad News Bears. Hey, it's man. Different. <laughs> Well, you think they were just bad kids that needed some guidance? Yeah. Hey. Uh, a, a bunch of misfits that were able to make something happen. This new Chelsea squad is a bunch of little kids and and just overpriced players or long contracts. And I don't know. It just it seems like a, a lasagna of kids or, 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 or a, oh, yeah, you know, like just a, a, a lot. It just seems like a lot. I don't think Potch is ready for a lot, you know? Some Hannibal Lecter stuff. What's going on? Hey, I got a joke. Um, is there any big personalities at Chelsea? Relax, man. Chill. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I had to think about it. I was like, nah. We got Reese James, okay? I was like, nah, yeah, that ain't it. Nah, he's an academy kid. Yeah, look, my sister's here. We ain't, we're together. We've been dreaming about it. Shut up, nigga. Yeah. Hey, if Reese acts up, 
he'll get sold. Other yeah. than that, I think um Pots- is Conte a humble is Conte a big personality or is he a fake humble brother like he's smiling? He's just hey, smiling. Mine, we found out he's not really that he's yeah. the boys. Hey. Give you the two piece. Conte is just there for the checks and to smile. Okay. He's he's calm. He he he'll skate back to France, no issue. That's a good point, though, uh, Marcus. That's why I think they were able to win the Champions League under Thomas Tuchel. Because, hey, no big personalities. Just play my robotic style. Sit back, counterattack, and it worked. Um, Lukaku didn't work because he is a big personality. They said Poch might give him another chance to see what he's got. So uh, that'll be interesting because we know at PSG didn't work out. And that's big personality FC. Um Another club that is big personality FC and really Hollywood FC, the mighty Bayern Munchen. Another weekend, another <laughs> drop, another opportunity to drop points, and they did it to Mines three-one. Mane started at striker, playing in a front two with Thomas Muller. Scored early, looked like hey, Bayern might actually do something, and then second half. After the hour mark, uh, mine scored three goals in about 15 minutes and it was over. Uh, Cletus, once again, you've warned us about Thomas Tuchel on many platforms. Um, what is going on in Bavaria, man? Oh, man. <laughs> it was so funny after the game. Um, you know, I was on, you know, listen to the German podcast and on German Twitter and stuff. And I seen a picture of a guy just screaming at, at Brazil and Khan during the game, just pointing at them like, yeah, this is you. But honestly, Thomas is, is a fool. He's a clown because you know, the situation that you're in already, you know, the squad is not like this squad is new to you or you don't know the personnel, you know, you've been here for, you know, for about what four games now, why would you play this type of lineup in a hot game like this, where you know that three points is important, you know, confidence in the team is needed, but instead you put out a, a, a sub, a, a C minus lineup in a sense, you know, playing Muller and Mane together up top, no real pace. You know, the only creativity you have is from Muller and he's, willing to drop back and play the false nine or what so you want to call it. But besides that, you know, Goretzka and, and Musiala together. Come on now. What's that? Like the lineup itself was, I think it was a three, one, four, two. If you want to call it that. It's just realistically, it just, it's just like you set the team up for failure and now you're trying to point fingers um, and then, you know, he tried to make the subs of bringing in the rest of the wingers like Sané and Coleman, but those are individuals that need to be starting the game. Um, you know, not trying to come in last minute, trying to gain some points in a, in a really big game in a big moment in the league. So, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, nah, Thomas needs to take that L because you know, the situation you know your personnel and you know what's expected of you. Um, but yeah, lineup was geek. The personnel for the lineup was geeks. Um, Alfonso is injured now for majority of the season. 
which that's what you get for overplaying a, a player in a position. And, you know, I feel like he's been expected to do more than previous years, but that's that. And yeah. Hey, quick question. Was, uh, was Alfonso playing in the, uh, in the midfield? So he had, um, part of that, um, part of that four. So it was back three was Upa Makano, yeah. and Delight, and then Kimmage and the one in a, in a holding in a sense. Right. And then you had Cancelo, Goretzka, Musiala, and Davis. They were like at the halfway line pushing. Yeah. Mm. Cause he was on the inside, right? He was inside of Cancelo, uh, Cancelo right? So, yeah. So he was more so on the inside with uh, Musiala. Yeah. On the left. And then, yeah. Pulled his hamstring and had to get subbed off. <laughs> Another thing. Well, just... Why you laugh at that, you money bags, hey man? Because I'm, I'm, I'm almost feeling with Clay. I, I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give Tuchel the benefit of the doubt because it's not necessarily his fault he got hired. It's, it's more the management. Hey, the management. But man, when you talk about the lineup, it's like you look at the lineup. I'm looking at a at a sheet of the lineup, right, and I'm like. Damn, what was the, what was the 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 formation like? You said it was three one four two, and it's like you got cats playing the positions like like I don't never think Thomas Mueller is a is necessarily as a striker. Man, he's played it before. He can play. I mean, yeah, 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 for sure. But what I'm saying is like you don't. That's not the first thing you think of when you think of him, right? Um, Sadio Mane, same thing, right? Like, yeah, out and out striker. Eh, nah, not really. <laughs> And then maybe you got Cancelo. Right, you got. So anyway, I don't know. I'm just laughing at the lineup, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I want to give Tuchel the benefit of the doubt. Hey, Tuchel. Hey, man. If I put two senior <laughs> citizens forwards, maybe they can make one good striker up top. And the funny thing with that situation too is, is like everybody over at Bayern knows that Matthias Tell is really like he's the prospect. Like he really is, you know, the future. And like everybody's really interested, and everybody likes how he plays. So it's like they spent money for him, wasn't yeah, exactly. I think he was around 30 million. So it's yeah. like, you know, you've been talking about, you know, his his level and like how intense he plays or how he practices. You know, you're giving him all this to comment. Like you're you're saying this nigga is really good. You like him. So it's like what this is like the perfect game where you should have started him so you could get the minutes, you know, get the experience that he needs. Cause to be quite honest, a kid scores goals. Like he scores goals, so it's like, why did you not give him those minutes? Instead, you're playing two grandpas at the top, and then the moment you do bring Tell in, the game changes completely. But it's kind of too late, so it's like he made all the wrong subs as well. So lineup subs, personnel's, it's just it was just ugly. Marcus, do you think uh, Dortmund can hold on to this one point lead and see out this title race, or do you think? They're gonna do what Dortmund does and choke again. They um they already getting a gift from uh Thomas. This man said has said that the players on uh Bayern are burned out, they tired. Then like kind of like how Clay said, play the young guys, play Matthias, play uh the what is it, the Jamaican homeboy. I mean, why like don't play Thomas just so Thomas can be the fall guy. Like Brazo, Khan. Like don't come don't come to the locker room and try to talk to them dudes either, bro. It's 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 real shaky for y'all, bro. Y'all under surveillance. And y'all gotta stand on this. This dude don't lost a mini game as Julian already. 
it's a clown show over there. But BVB, you keep playing Amir Khan in the back. I don't trust you to win shit. I'm sorry, bro. We got Mylon. Shout out to Mylon, though, bro. The homie out here looking like a, a whole Saudi Arabian dude, hey, but he's a freaking Dutchman. Hey, man. His name is Donnell, man. He from, he's from Compton, man. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, he looks like it. I don't know, man. You see him with the ball head getting goals. Yeah, man. Where, where is this? Where's his resume, man? Where is he really from? Sir, is he from Suriname, one of those countries? Who is this guy, man? Let's look in. I know he's an Arsenal Academy kid, but uh, he, I don't know where he's from. He's Dutch. Oh, yeah. Sir, yeah, he is from Suriname. Yeah, I was about to say that's where all the black people in Netherlands normally from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> you, do you think Dortmund will choke this league title or will you know will they actually hold on? Well, I'm I'm feeling like Marcus if if Tuchel and, and Cole keep giving them presents, yeah, they can do it. Uh that's that's their best bet. It's and, and also the fact that they haven't played Bayern, they've already played Bayern twice this this year already. So um they can. But my thing is they got to hope that Bayern keep dropping points. And going, sure, absolutely. Um, but it's, it remains to be seen. I mean, I don't have the biggest confidence uh, in, in uh, Dortmund, but the way Bayern is playing right now, yeah, they they got it. But sure. Anthony, how do you feel? Do you think uh, the Bayern boys can turn it around? Or do you think uh, Dortmund's going to hold on and – See it through. I think for the sake of chaos and all order in the universe, Byron's going to come back and, and stabilize <laughs> things. And Dorman will trick it. Yeah. It. Yeah, I think um, based on run of schedule, supposedly Byron has a little bit of a tough or a run out, but Dortmund is Dortmund, so they can easily drop points to Munchen, Gladbach, Wolfsburg. Uh, Mines has been playing better recently, so I'm still thinking, I'm still rolling with Bayern winning the league. I'm not really trusting Dortmund, but it would be a nice story. But uh, speaking of nice stories, man, what's y'all champagne goals of the week? Claytis, who had you turned, man? when they bag the goal. Honestly, I'm going to just go and give it to uh, Mainz because I, I thank them for the for the win because it just solidified and proves that our board doesn't know anything. So Aaron Martin, I really can't remember your goal, but shout out to you, man. Thank you for a job well done. Mm. Putting the knife in, in the barn back. You know, especially in, in Brazo and Khan, since now they're officially under investigation. Khan's, <laughs> you know, position will be under review uh, at the end of the season. But meetings are already actually being discussed. Yeah, he's going to get fired for sure. Muchas gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Ephraim, what's your champagne goal of the week? Well, I think Clay just kind of set me up. It was going to be Aaron Martin. For that, oh my days, man, really? For that banger, hey man, did you see the goal? It was nice. <laughs> Sheesh. It was a banger from the left, uh, from the left side of the uh, penalty uh, spot. I mean, penalty area. 
Um, I'm gonna give give it to him. That's mine. That's what's up, Marcus. Who you rolling with? Hey man, top four still alive. You still my boy. Don't sign for City. Don't sign for Madrid. That boy showed why he worth a hundred mil this week, Mister Jude Bellingham. Yeah, that was a nice spin move and shot on goal for the first goal in that match. It was real smooth. Anthony, who you going with? I'm going with Holland's goal, you know, since we haven't had an episode since the uh, Champions League match uh, against Bayern, his uh, breakdown against Up and Campo. <laughs> that joint was beautiful. Really a left-hand, left-footed striker's Dribble and strike. The general's tight. For sure. I'm going to go with Newcastle's first five goals in 21 minutes. And especially, I believe it was the first Isaac goal. Joe Willick, my boy, Arsenal Academy, gets the ball at the halfway line, pings it on the outside of his right foot, 30-yard pass on a dime. Isaac rolls. Boom, chopper. And then I'm also giving it to Jacob Murphy. I think his second goal, that joint was a chopper outside the box. So shout out to Newcastle for flu flaming Tottenham 6 1. Hey, well, look, that, that pass, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, bad joint and live action, like that was. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I salute you for that. That's one of those, okay. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's a beautiful pass. He stepped up since he went over there. Yeah, man, I'm proud of him. He's playing every day. Yeah, that's what happens, man. A lot of these guys play at big clubs, don't really get much play time. But in the time that he did play at Arsenal, he was always impressive. But he didn't fit the profile midfielder that we wanted at the time. And, hey, I'm happy he's balling because I always liked his game. But um, who y'all in the club with? Uh, Marcus, uh, your boys, uh, you know, the Hawks are playing right now. Are, are they going to be in the club with you if the game ends tonight and the series is over? You're very sick. Um, <laughs> But I got three people I'm going to be in the club with. Since you want to bring in my Hawks, I'm going to bring uh, Trey and Murray. We're going to find out who the hell getting the fuck off this team. <laughs> and um. The last guy is I'm gonna bring that Spurs intern coach that got fired, man. That that Russian assassin looking guy, bro. He needs some, he needs some drinks, bro. Shit, I hope he didn't send that message at halftime. Like, just go behind the back, bro. Dyer's trash, cause bro, that was embarrassing, bro. You you need you need you never you might not never get a job again. I dig that. I dig that. <laughs> who you in the club with, man? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, man. That that Newcastle game and Spurs was lit. I would love to bring, you know, the whole Newcastle team just to celebrate them for stepping on my ops for me. But I'm gonna go ahead and bring in the Brighton team, man, because they outplayed United as usual. United was trash as usual. Um, and they got lucky with penalties to get to the final. So I don't know if they expect to win it, but you know, out of respect, I'm bringing Brighton with me to, to the club. I dig that. I dig that. Eat money bags. Who are you going in the club with? 
whoever the last team to beat Chelsea. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, nah, I'm gonna bring in I'm, since Cletus didn't bring in Newcastle. I'm gonna bring in Newcastle um, because they showed us exactly who Tottenham, Tottenham always are. Uh, Tottenham. So uh, beating them six one, uh, I'm bringing them in. The whole team, they in the club with me. I dig that. I dig that. Anthony, who you in the club with, man? Hey, man, it's funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay at the same game, but. I'm going to the club with the Tottenham fans, man, for getting that money back after that L. Because I, 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 I wish I could be them. Because I'm looking for my paycheck from Daniel Snyder, man. I need my reparations from my team losing forever. American football, though. So that's all. Trying to see how they did it, man. <laughs> I dig that, man. I'm in the club with my Colorado Farmers. Yeah, Ephraim, you know what's going on in Colorado, man. Shout out to the, all the farmers out there. Yeah, the, the, you talking about the black ones or, or just the regular farmers? Whoa, whoa, hey, all the farmers, man. Well, all I mean, the, well, the black farmers out here have been dealing with some shit, too, so I'm just saying. Yeah, they have, but now they've passed the law so that the farmers can actually fix their own items and not have to wait for these companies like John Deere to have them. Oh, they the- oh they broke the the fa- uh the tractor. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. So that they can take care of their own items. Shout out all my farmers out there. I used to oh, live in Washington. You know, kick it with farmers all the time. So salute to them, man. What's going on with the black farmers? Ephraim, get us hit, man. No, they just felt discriminated against out here. A couple, a lot of them, like uh, you know, d- depending on where they live, like police issues and and things like that. So. Uh, I don't want to misquote anything, so I don't have anything in front of me right now. So I, I'm just go with that for now. I dig that, and you know it's unfortunate. Even in soccer, just to bring it back full circle, we see Lukaku's suspension is still upheld, but Juventus, their little ban in their stand was revoked, so they didn't get punished for being racist, and they got 15 points back, and they' about to look like they' about to knock out Roma in the Champions League. So. Yeah, Juventus, congratulations for beating corruption and racism charges. But uh, before we go, do you guys see how hot the La Liga table is now that Juventus is back with their points? Um, we know Napoli will win the league. They beat Juve 1-0 this weekend, but Lazio is second with 61 points. Juventus is third with 59 points. Milan is fourth with 56, and they have the advantage because of a plus eight goal difference over Roma, who is fifth with also 56 points. So that's going to be a hot race along with the Bundesliga title race for us to look at as the season comes to an end. Yeah, the Serie A. You said uh, La Liga, for sure. We definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. You know, that's lets you know I'm I'm geeked. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, stay in the top four. Yeah, let's see if he can do it. Cletus, you believe, right? As always. Come on, man. My OG, <laughs> I never felt it. All right, man. For Cletus, Marcus, Anthony, Ephraim, and myself, Dan, this is Champagne Soccer. Hope y'all had fun tuning in. We're going to be back next week. And what do we always have to do, Marcus? Keep your pinkies up.